0: Of the Maricopa County elections audit that you never knew you needed. It's on the show right now. News Talk 1110 WBT. Maricopa County's response to the cascade of claims made against its election protocols hasn't changed in the 11 months that its work has been under fire. This is the report from azcentral.com, the local uh, outlet there. The Issues raised are almost always based on the contractor's lack of knowledge and not problems with the system, officials say. This has been their argument for a year, that anybody who's raising these types of questions, especially these auditors, they just don't know how elections run. You just don't know. County officials responded on Twitter to many of the claims as the Cyber Ninja's CEO and other Arizona Senate contractors presented findings from their review duplicate images of ballot envelopes this was one of the findings that they found all of these duplicate images of ballot envelopes the county says that's normal voters who sent in ballots from a prior address well that's completely legal in most cases more ballots cast than voters well there's a reason some voters don't show up in the files Machines that were connected to the Internet, those aren't part of the election system. This was the response from the county on Twitter. The Cyber Ninja's opinions come from a misuse and misunderstanding of the data provided by the county and are twisted to fit the narrative that something went wrong. That was the county board chairman, Jack Sellers, in a statement shortly after the three-hour presentation ended. That, again, these are that the, the data is twisted to fit the narrative that something went wrong. Um, reading through, again, the report, it's pretty clear to me that you guys run a pretty sloppy operation. It is. It's sloppy. And because it's sloppy, it's, it doesn't inspire confidence. Now, you may say that's all normal. And, oh, well, you know, what can I do? But I've been covering elections a long time, and I can tell you uh, that, like, the comment that I went over earlier from that Suffolk County Board of Elections guy uh, or elections supervisor about, you know, it's kind of the honor system. Like, that's a, that is a, at the heart of a lot of this stuff. There's just this assumption that, oh, you know, we would catch it. Nobody would do that. I, I mean, really, like, what's the benefit? No, who, who would risk a felony? It's a class I felony, but who would risk that getting that on their record nobody would do that i mean just for one vote like there's this minimization that this stuff occurs yet american history is replete with examples of vote fraud all over the place all the time i mean you have powerful political machines that operated for decades using these kinds here's one i'll we'll go a little close to home here's north carolina how about this North Carolina, North Carolina Democratic, uh, the the Democratic Party machine ran this state for over a century and a half until the Republicans won control in 2010. By the way, won control on the maps that Democrats drew. Just for the record, there Republicans won using the the legislative district maps that the Democrats had drawn. Okay, so that being the case, uh, over a century of Democrat rule. So what does What does that uh, look like? Well, out West in uh, Western North Carolina and in the mountains, you had operations uh, where people were taken to the polls. They were given cigarettes. They were given alcohol. Sometimes they were paid, right? Vote buying. That's one form of uh, election fraud that occurred out West. There's a, they called it the ponder machine. Uh, There were two brothers and uh, they were the Ponder Brothers, and uh, they controlled everything, everything. And in, in uh, I want to say Haywood County. See, if I say wrong one, I forget which county, but I think it was Haywood. Um, and so, yeah, so, like, that was one example of it. At a state level, here's another example of it. Um, if you wanted to get a job, a state job, And this, by the way, was replicated in counties and cities all over North Carolina. And in in the Ponder Territory, uh, if you were a Republican, you did not get a local job at all. You could not get a job in local government unless you were a Democrat. Why is that? And the same thing happened at the state level. Why is that? Well, you get a salary. They treated treated the uh, state programs like jobs programs. And... Uh, You then put your people into these jobs and then you do what you get political contributions from them, which is essentially a money laundering operation. I mean, think about it. If I get a job, I work for the government, but I have to kick up to the big guy, you might say, uh, the politician who is the boss of the agency and your boss's boss. And so your boss comes through and like, hey, everybody, election season's coming around. And back, you know, years and years ago, they were way more overt about this kind of pressure campaign that they would run. And if you were applying for a job in the state of North Carolina, you could not get one if you were a Republican. And that's in all levels of state government all over the place. I have family members who had to register as a Democrat in order to get a job. At a particular government agency that's been in the news for the last, say, 18 months or so. So uh, this person obviously got hired a long time ago, but uh, there has been professionalization. And you can't do this sort of stuff anymore. Now that Republicans are in charge, it's very difficult to do it. Um, But this is how Democrats ensured their control for over a century and a half. I mean, that and, you know, the Klan and the racialized... uh, terrorism and stuff. But I mean, besides that, they used jobs and then they funded themselves essentially through taxpayer funding. So don't tell me that all of a sudden everybody got clean, like everybody went legit, like, oh, you know what? All right, fine, fine, fine. We used to bribe people with a pack of smokes, but now we're totally not going to engage in any kind of election chicanery, even though, of course, every single election cycle, every single year, there is some sort of story about election fraud every year and those are the stories we know about <laughs> so don't tell me it doesn't happen don't tell me all of a sudden everybody went legit everybody went straight in uh in america and electoral politics That's garbage and as our former lieutenant governor dan forrest proved in the video that caused all the outrage a couple years ago committing vote fraud is actually pretty easy to do and it has uh, a lot to do with the fact that Everybody can find out who has voted early. Yeah, you can go down and find out who's voted early and get a list of everybody that's voted and then you know their voter history and you know if they voted early and then you can kind of time it and take a gamble. All right, well, hey, this person should have voted already or they never voted all except in the general election and so I'll go ahead and vote in the primary or I'll vote in this local municipal race or something. Yeah, it's, it is easy to do. News Talk 1110, 99.3 WBT. So I just saw on the TV there, Joe Biden got his booster shot, which I was telling Ryan, I was on the fence. I was like, should I get a booster shot? Then Biden got one. I was like, I got to get one now. Like, he totally convinced me to get the shot because he did. I also noticed that they didn't give the... uh, Like, they did, like, sort of a... uh, Like, he's sitting and he's looking right at us. So you can only see, like, a little bit of his arm and like they didn't do like the full on you know show me the guns you know shot <laughs> of the shots because you know he's got old man arms like that you he probably said I like don't show my arms I don't want my arms on the on the camera there but yeah so now I mean how many of you are now totally convinced after seeing or I guess just hearing about his booster shot that now it's like, gotta go get one. I'm, leaving, I'm leaving right now. I'm right You're, you're going to run the board the rest of the show. I'm, I have to go do it right now just because I saw Joe Biden do it. See, the problem now, Ryan, is that if you were to leave and I were to run the board, the problem for you is a big risk is if nobody could tell the difference. That would be, <laughs> well, it would be, well, I mean, I just wouldn't run any commercials. I would just have the mic open for the next two hours. All right, let me go over here to Rick. Hello, Rick. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great. Thank Good. you for taking my call and, and also for talking about this audit. Yeah, sure. Uh, Michael, I was listening to you talk in, in the details. I've read the audit report also, and I understand that there's 40 to 50 thousand ballots that are highly questionable, such as duplicate ballots, chain of custody, all kinds of issues with them. Well, well, all right, all right. So, are you are, are you actually you wanting to go over because, like, when you say the duplicate ballots? Like that's not. There, there are explanations for these things. Yeah, well, that's what I want to understand. Okay. Um, what, what is that? Does that mean they've been counted twice? What does that mean? So the duplicate ballot, there's, uh, and so they're broken down. I've got the list here. You've got, to, 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 you've got mail-in ballots voted from prior address. There's like twenty-three thousand of them. Potential voters that voted in multiple counties. There's like ten thousand of them. More ballots returned by voter than received. There's like 9,000 of those. So I'm guessing, is that the 43,000 number that you're coming up with? Those three categories combined? Between the 40 and 50,000, yeah. Okay. Um, So inside of this group, there are duplicate ballots. These are not technically the ballot. These are the envelopes that the ballots come in. Okay. And they take pictures of the ballot envelopes and they put them in the file. And these were um, different images of the same envelope with the same voter ID, different images of the same envelope. Does that make sense? So you got one envelope, has one ballot in it, but they had multiple pictures of the one envelope. And and what they're saying is for these 17,000 of them, just because you got a couple images of the same envelope doesn't mean that they were counted it uh, multiple times. It just means that they took multiple pictures, usually because the first image or sec- the first two images, they don't capture the the signature that's on the envelope, and so they take multiple pictures in order to get it clearer. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So just because there were, and that's for like seventeen thousand of them. These are the these are the ones that uh, they had multiple images for. They were called duplicate ballots, but they're not. They say they only count the ballot once. And they only count that ballot if they can determine there's a valid signature on the envelope, hence the need for the multiple pictures. All right. Okay. So that was one thing. One of the other categories here, uh, voters mail in ballots from prior addresses. That was one of the big ones um, to do to, to this. That's the 23,000 number. The only critical claim that the cyber ninjas identified in its report was the 23,344 votes or voters had their ballots mailed to old addresses. Now, we got to keep in mind in Arizona, they mailed everybody early ballots. Like to me, like this is a huge problem. Like I object to mailing out ballots to everybody without who doesn't ask for them. Like that's I like the North Carolina system if you want to vote absentee, you got to request it. That makes sense to me. Just mailing everybody ballots is a recipe for fraud to me because you've you, yes, absolutely. Yeah, because you send out all these ballots, and then anybody can get them, and you're relying on the Postal Service, who I thought DeJoy was trying to undermine Democrats' you know, chances of ever uh, winning, but um, you're relying on the Postal Service to essentially uh, uh, run your election system as far as the balloting, uh, the absentee balloting or the vote-by-mail is concerned. And did they allow ballot harvesting? Uh, In Arizona, I don't believe so. And it was not mentioned in any of the audit reports. So that leads me to believe that it wasn't. Because if you're doing ballot harvesting, that would be a huge problem that would pop up repeatedly in an audit. Um, Because it would just open up a whole... They didn't even have a section for ballot harvesting operations. Right. So uh, I don't believe so. So the county cited numerous legal reasons why uh, this would actually be the case, where people um, that were identified in the report that uh, they had their ballots mailed to old addresses, including if the voters in the military, if the voters recently moved but had not updated their driver's license address, or if they had requested a one-time temporary address request. Cyber Ninjas got to their number because they used a database called Melissa. Did you see that referenced in the report? No, I, I did not. Okay, so this, I, I don't know why they call it that, but that's the name of it. It's called Melissa. Melissa. And it is it's like one of the best, if not the best source uh they have uh, I think it's called like identifier or something like that, uh, where you can find people just in general, right? like if you were a private investigator or whatever you wanted to find people, you could use this system, and they use that to try to find voters' addresses and then compare them with the voters' addresses in the county database. They use this method to identify discrepancies, including voters that they claimed had moved out of the state before they voted and people who had died before they voted. But the database is not always accurate and it does not always have all the voter information. The contractors admitted as much in the report. They noted that they could not locate information for about 86,000 voters using that Melissa database. So there's a big there's a big gap there. Now, that to me It doesn't prove that there was fraud, but it also doesn't prove that you're running a great system. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like To me, that's still a pretty big problem if you're mailing ballots out to people that don't live there anymore. What's happening to those ballots? Are they getting forwarded? You're not supposed to, but are they getting forwarded to the next address or something? That's not supposed to happen, but it might be. Did they go knock on doors to to see, to check, to try to check these? No, that was, I believe they were prohibited from doing that. That would be voter intimidation uh, under the law. And honestly, like, I understand that. I I can understand that call. Like, you don't, I I, I would not take too kindly to uh, a bunch of uh, Progress NC folks showing up at my door demanding to see my voting papers either. News Talk 1110 993 WBT. Um, I do recommend that you read the audit. If you are of the uh, you know the prior position that you you know you believe the election was rigged and Maricopa County was going to prove it all to you, then I I highly recommend you read the audit. It is ninety seven pages, and look, a lot of it is. Um, uh, They got, like, charts and stuff that after you read a couple of them, you don't really need to read them anymore. They've got a lot of references that are just links and stuff. So it's not a full 96-page read. Um, I think I got through it in about an hour, and I was going through it. Well, actually, I went through it twice. Okay, and that's not a humble brag. I'm actually a very slow reader. It's terrible for this line of work. It's terrible. But the flip side is that I do remember when I read stuff, I remember it for a very, very long time. (laughs) <laughs> because it takes me forever to read it. So, uh, the responses, though, to this, I think have been pretty instructive as well. You've got, uh, for example, the Arizona Democratic leaders. They've been blasting the audit. They say private consultants just don't know how elections work at all. Well, again, I don't need to know how an election works in order to know that your cybersecurity system is trash, because it is. It's trash. Um, let me see here. Oh, then they go the, the guy Gallardo, the Maricopa County Supervisor, Steve Gallardo or Gallard I think it's Gallardo because it's two L's. Gallardo, Gallardo. Anyway, the only Democrat on the county board of supervisors, he says it has undermined our democracy. It has challenged the credibility of our own hardworking elections team over what? One big lie? So I guess shut down the IRS auditing, right? Like, no need to audit anybody ever again because simply engaging in the audit undermines our tax collection system, right? It undermines everything the IRS stands for. It's our democracy you're attacking by auditing my finances. By the way, I always take this opportunity whenever I mention the IRS to mention that I love the IRS and I think they're fantastic and I think they should get way more money to do whatever it is that they want. Um, The... (laughs) Uh, The uh, the response is to me instructive because it tells me that some people don't want the elections audited and this may come as a shock. It tends to be the same people who are opposed to all of the safeguards on the front end as well. It's very hard to figure out, really, like. If you had told me that the same people that don't want any of the safeguards in place on the front end are also opposing the checking of the system on the back end too, like that's really weird. It's almost as if... No, no, no. So it is incumbent, it is imperative that you conduct these audits more frequently. More frequently. It is the only way to restore confidence in a system that is undermined by opposition to safeguards on the front end. So let me go through. Here's the actual report. And by the way, azcentral.com, um, they, have, they have a piece here. And they actually go through uh, the biggest um, recommendation or assertions, I should say, from the audit. And they give you what the response is, which, by the way, all audits should have that. When you read an audit, for example, from the North Carolina state auditor, Beth Wood, whenever they do an audit, they, before they publish it, they go to the agency or organization that they are auditing and they let them respond. And then that becomes part of the audit report when it gets presented to the public and to the legislature, because it's only fair. Like if you're going to identify problems you give it to the agency and then they say, "Oh okay, well we didn't know about that we will correct that or "Oh, we disagree with this finding And they do like they'll it's a hodgepodge. you'll get agencies that do both of those things they'll admit that oh we didn't know that, we'll fix it." Uh, or they'll say, "We disagree with this audit." and here's our explanation for why we disagree. So I think that I, I think that that should have occurred in this as well, but we're doing it in public now anyway. so Let's see. A couple things. Tally results. One thing you got to keep in mind. You're going to hear me mention this term U O C A V A, or as I like to call it, the U O C A V A. That's the Uniformed and Overseas Citizens Absentee Voting Act. All right. So mail-in ballots from you know overseas people, military folks. But it's kind of interesting. I did not know this until reading through this uh, audit. Was that the vast majority of people who vote from overseas? It's actually not military. Did you know that? I did not. I always assumed they were all military, but it's actually most of them are uh, civilians. They're not military. Here's what the audit finds, though. This is the most important finding in the audit. Okay? They call it the most important finding in the audit is the tallies from the original ballots sent to duplication and the ballots received from the duplication were kept separate so that a comparison could occur, as can be found in our audit finding. There were more duplicates than there were originals. For this reason, we utilized the counts of the originals for all official tallies. The audit included a full-hand recount, right? During the process, all original ballots were counted. Original ballots were counted. And so this is the most important finding because uh, there's no reliable evidence that the paper ballots were altered to any material degree. No Evidence, no reliable evidence that the paper ballots were altered to any material degree. So, if you are looking for fraud in Arizona in Maricopa County, the auditors say you're not going to find it in the paper ballots, which are coming from the UOCAVA, the the overseas folks, right? In the apps, the the mail-in ballots, the paper stuff. That's not where you're going to find it. The paper ballots is what they looked at, and they did not find any evidence of fraud there. Uh-huh. So here's one of the recommendations because the Democrats and even a couple of Republicans, like, for example, in Arizona, the Maricopa County recorder, Stephen Richer, which, by the way, um, you want to be careful whenever you say anything in his presence. Yeah, I mean, it's going to go public because he's the county recorder. Okay, so uh, he said that uh, he was thinking, what was the whole point of this? Because. The auditors treaded lightly on the actual recount, which confirmed Joe Biden won the county. Instead, the contractors focused on issues they said raised questions about the election process and voter integrity, offering few conclusions of their own. He says, what was all of the point of this? Um, He was elected in November. He said he struggled to come up with the with ways the results would help him improve elections, even though that was the point of the audit. Well, uh, Mr. Recorder. Um, I actually, I found a whole bunch of recommendations that you could start implementing. They literally call them recommendations, big all cap word right there, recommendations. And they list them throughout the entire thing. There's a ton of them. There's like dozens of them. I shall read every one of them to you now. No, I'm kidding. But I'm going to give you a couple of the highlights here. Legislation should be considered that link voter roll registration to changes in driver's licenses or other state ID. That makes sense to me. That's a recommendation. As well as requiring the current voter rolls be validated against the United States Postal Service National Change of Address uh, database at a predefined period prior to every election. That seems like a pretty, I don't know, ironclad recommendation to me. Seems really specific. Something you could do. Let's see else here i highlighted them in purple here we go legislation should be considered that requires regular audits of the duplicate ballot process i think that's a fantastic idea more audits more confirmation that what we just ran was run well right legislation should be considered that would require the official canvas which usually occurs like in north carolina it's 10 days after The ballots are counted, then they do the official canvas, and then that's the final official tally. And they say that they should uh, consider requiring that official uh, canvas to fully reconcile with the final voted file. The number of individuals who showed up to vote should always match the number of votes cast. Uh, Legislation should be considered that links voter roll registration to the changes in driver's license i mentioned that one already they just restated that legislation should be considered to require the voter rolls to periodically be compared against the social security administration's master death list did you know there's a death list in america it's for people who are already dead doesn't this make sense hey did this person die this is one of the things too When you try to set up a system like the interstate cross check system, which used people's names, date of birth, and last four of social security, you use those three indicators, those three um, criteria, and you can you can darn well determine whether people are voting in multiple states. Why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't every state do that? what I mean. What is the logical explanation for why a state would refuse to participate in a program like that? Shouldn't that just like sort of be by default? Like, hey, we have the data. Everybody has this data. Why don't we use it in order to cross check? You're not using the whole Social Security number. But why don't we just use these three data points to make sure that people aren't voting in multiple states? Seems pretty obvious. And likewise here, seems pretty obvious, hey, why don't we compare the death list to our voting rolls? And we do it before the election. How about that? Uh, What else here? Audit interference, section 5.7.1. Runbeck Election Services is a privately owned company that provided election services, including the printing of all mail ballots to Maricopa. Prior to the start of the audit, members of the audit team conducted research into the paper, the ink, the toner... The format of the official ballots, as part of that research, the audit team contacted Runbeck's CEO and asked him several questions about the ballots. Initially, they agreed to a call, but then they asked for all the questions in writing. As requested, the audit team sent Mr. Ellington five general questions via email. Mr. Ellington responded to that email and said that Maricopa County instructed him that vendors, even private companies, should not speak with auditors. Maricopa County refused to provide the information about the ballot paper and the ballot printing and then interfered with the auditor's communication with Runbeck, a private company that does business with hundreds of other jurisdictions and entities. Why would Maricopa County do that? What are you doing? Grow up. Seriously. Like, I don't care. Look, I, I understand you're looking at the auditors and you're like, oh, he's just for a bunch of Trumpkin moon bats. I, I, I understand. But grow the hell up. And participate in the audit. And if it clears you, then you should spike that football in their face. But when you do this, it makes me suspicious of why you would do such a thing. Legislators, this was the recommendation from the audit team, legislators should consider legislation that would prohibit interference with legislative investigations under criminal penalty. Yeah, I concur. You should not be interfering with an audit. Um, let's see. Recommendation. All duplicated ballots should be separated and properly identified as duplicates. All original damaged ballots sent to duplication should also be separated and properly identified in compliance uh, with law. Legislation should also be considered that could more greatly facilitate audits to be performed and require the counties to cooperate with audits when they do occur. Specifically, the county should be required to provide all the details needed to have a fully functional election management system where results can be reviewed because apparently the election management system database got purged several times. Now, the elections people say, well, we're in the middle of trying to run an election, getting ready for the March primaries or March elections that are coming up. And so we're having to do all of this stuff while you guys are auditing, but we're using all of these systems. Now, maybe that's coincidental, but... When you're putting up roadblocks to the auditors and then you start purging stuff, again, kind of sends the wrong message. (laughs) It kind of raises suspicions among a group of people that, let's face it, are pretty suspicious of the way you've been behaving. Um, Software patch management. This is where we get into what I find to be the most troubling aspects of the audit. CISA, this is uh, the Department of Homeland Security's Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. Did you know such a thing existed? It's called the CISA. They have published, the CISA has published a series of cybersecurity best practices and guidelines. And they outline the necessity for software and patch management within election systems right? So, you know, this, you got your smartphone, it's like, oh, an update is needed. You got to update it, right? You got to, you got an update, you got a patch. This is essential. This is necessary to do. When do you think they did it last? I'll tell you in a minute. News is next.